Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Chris, very nice to have you here. Thank you for um, giving me some time to have a conversation with you. So how are yes, you? Yes, uh, Antonio. Oh. Uh, thanks, Antonio, for inviting me onto the podcast today. I appreciate it. And yeah, I know I'm doing well back in, back in Florida from college. And uh, yeah, excited to be back with my family, training back in Florida. So everything's going well. Okay, awesome. Uh, Chris, um, today I want to go on a journey with you. And it's the journey from when you started to play tennis until, until today, how things are going today, okay? So my first question for you is going to be, how did you start to play tennis and why tennis and not soccer or ski or something else? Just uh, tell me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it actually wasn't tennis originally for me. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in Toronto, lived there till 14. So when I actually started, my introduction to sports was actually through skiing. So I started skiing basically at, at two years old, you know, going down the slopes with my dad. And I, I got into tennis around five years old. We would be up at the cottage on, my we on the weekends and, uh, you know, I'd watch my parents play tennis. And I thought, man, like... Uh, I would always sit on the bleachers and just watch the ball go back and forth. You know, my mom wasn't hitting too fast, but, you know, I, I just enjoyed watching the ball. Like I just stared at it and that kind of got me into tennis. Just my dad, you know, on the weekends, just, you know, throwing the ball around to me like at five and yeah, I started taking lessons at around five. And actually it was a funny story because when I started at five, I had to do the group lessons with other uh, kids and they made me play with the orange balls, the, the sponge balls. And after like a week, because with, when I was playing with my dad, we would play with the orange balls, uh, the regular, like a uh, green dot kind of thing. And I, I told my parents and my coach, I said, you know, if we're playing with this, it's not real tennis. So I don't want to play. And they told me, Oh, you actually have to play with the, uh, with these sponge balls. So I told my parents and my coach and I said, I, I don't want to play if this is how we're going to play. So I actually didn't, I, I quit like at five years old for two years. <laughs> and then I got back into it at like seven. And oh, that's really? kind of when so I started. You were, <laughs> you were dressed yeah. for that. You quit tennis with five. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it's a, it's funny. Yeah. I just, it just, that's the, that I like was, I don't know. It was pretty assertive in that. And uh, yeah, back at, and I, I started again at seven, like I started to watch tennis a lot at that time and I started to understand it more. I mean, and then, yeah, just my, you know, I would go play at the club all the time and, and then I really got into it. And yeah, by the time I was, you know, 11, I had to choose between tennis and skiing. And I, at that time I started to become really good in tennis and, Like it was a little bit hard to, to do the skiing in Canada, like just with everything, the way it was set up there, I would have probably had to move away. And I decided to, you know, pick tennis and, and that's kind of, it was a tough decision, but that's where it led me today. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. But you know what you were telling before about the, the softball and the yellow ball? I've seen that before kids, 
you know, when they watch TV and they see the guys playing with the real ball, that's what they yeah. want to do. You know, they want to play with the real ball, not yeah. not with a second choice, no, the first choice. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's not real tennis. So yeah. I don't know. You know, that's the way awesome. it happens. Awesome. And well, you mentioned that a little bit already, but uh, I uh, wanted to ask you anyway. Um, what was the role of your parents on your tennis when you started, or un until now? Because uh, I mean, I, I uh, I've been around a, a while, and I understand that parents have an active role on um, the kids uh, playing tennis. No, it's not that is somebody has to drive them there, and and even sometimes the like, parents take a very active role, like in coaching as well. What was your experience with uh, with your with your parents? Yeah, I mean, my dad was really, like, the driving force when I was young. Like, he was the one who, you know, spent the hours with me. Like, we would go before school in the morning, and, and on the weekends, we'd, all, we'd, we'd be training, like, you know, up until I got to around 14, 15. And I, you know, there were some other people who, who kind of, like, drove the ship a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, he really was, like, he for my development growing up, you know, like, He learned a lot from really good coaches like like Bob Brett, um, some really good Tennis Canada coaches when I was growing up and kind of like just would we he would reiterate it with me, you know, when we were on the court and he would, you know, at the time I wasn't traveling a lot for tournaments until I kind of got to Florida. I would go to Tennis Canada for for European trips, but he was always there with me on the weekends at, at national tournaments and kind of supporting me and and coaching me and warming me up in the morning, you know, driving me to, to tournaments, like, you know, like most parents do. And I felt he was really like uh, instrumental and in kind of like pushing me and, and getting me to like where I am now. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There's always uh, a family member uh, involved in this, uh, making it possible for, for us or for the kid or for the player to, to really be engaged. Yeah. And, And another question that I always ask uh, uh, kids is, uh, what was your learning style when you when you play tennis? Did you learn tennis more? And I'll give you a few options so you understand my question where I'm going to. Uh, in a technical way, like learning the, the technical basics or you just playing the game and learning by doing strategically or was it a, a mindset thing, a philosophy or... What, what was your style? What was your experience? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I was actually, from when I started playing, basically, I had, like, a really, really good uh, coaches, you know? Like, they were very, like, Bob Brett was really instrumental in teaching me the basics. I mean, when I started growing up, it wasn't really about, like, a lot of kids, I think, they grew up hitting a lot of balls. For me, it was, like, we really tried to build a sound foundation with my strokes and having proper technique, like learning proper footwork. It was, it was really technical growing up. Um, once I got to around 12, 13, and I started like full-time with Tennis Canada, then it became more about, you know, your shot selection, not as much like stroke production. It became more about, you know, being very consistent. It was a lot of consistency stuff, a lot of, um, kind of moving the ball around but when I really first started it was very technical like that was the thing that all my coaches focused on because they said oh you know like 
the consistency and stuff once you get your proper strokes that was their method that it was like you can learn you know you'll you'll gain that when you get older stronger but I, they felt at a young age that's the, the time where you can really develop your your fundamentals and your strokes and that muscle memory to to be able to have that proper the proper strokes okay i understand <clears throat> i understand very nice and did you have any role models growing up like some tennis player that you admire or another athlete could have been that inspired you to go there and, and grind and practice every day? Actually, um, for me growing up, my, my idol was always Bodie Miller, ski racer. And I actually had the privilege to, to actually have a dinner with him through head. And it was an amazing experience. So for skiing, he was even a, someone I really looked up to just as an athlete in general. I mean, the, the stuff he could do uh, on the slopes was incredible with his body, his balance. And as far as a tennis player growing up, I, um, I really liked uh, Federer. You know, I felt, I think, uh, I always tried to copy him a lot, you know, with the slice, with the volleys. Uh, I just thought he was such a, like, calm guy on the court. And he was such a good role model, like, for someone to look up to, like, the guy did it all right. You know, there was mentally was so stable, like just so, uh, so good from the, from all areas of the court. And I, I felt like, you know, he was someone who I really looked up to uh, as a kid growing up and still, you know, today he's amazing, 38 years old, 39 playing amazing. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Nice. Um, just as a curiosity, do you still follow ski? Like you said, you, you started with ski. Do you still have like, when you have your, your, your role model was a, a ski racer. Do you still follow that sport like on TV or do you still ski once in a while? Yeah, yeah. I mean, now actually I'm going to University of Utah. So I'm, I'm playing for the, for the team there starting in January. And that's a really big skiing school, actually, the national champions. And I'll try and get up on the slopes there a lot. But yeah, as far as following it, I... I have a few friends actually who I know who are, who are racing in college and I actually know a few people who are, who are on the world cup still. And I keep in contact with them and I, uh, yeah, I try to follow it as much as I can, you know, and, uh, no, it's, it was a big part of my life. So I, I still keep those, uh, those memories close. Mm, nice. Nice. So that's something you can do, for example, on vacations when you, you're not, playing tennis and practicing, you can go skiing or, or is it too dangerous to go and do that? Uh, we'll see. Maybe, uh, depends. I'll, I'll have to be careful, but right now it's the tennis is the important thing for me now. So yeah. uh, hopefully I'll get some opportunities to do it, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Chris, uh, you know, uh, in, on these years as you develop as a player, grow up, Um, not only physically, but also mentally. Did you ever had a moment of insight in this period? Like you say, oh, I understood something that I hadn't before and it was right in front of my nose, but I couldn't see it. Did you ever have an experience like that? Like saying, oh, finally, I got it. I think, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much in tennis you learn every day, like, Not, a, not I'm not talking about, you know, your strokes and the way you're playing, but just mentally, like, you know, I would always 
put so much emphasis, I think, uh, on tournaments and results, like when I was young and, and now I look back, like I'm 18 now, you know, I, I mean, I'm still fairly young. It depends how you look at it. And I would, you know, like, there's a lot of things I'd look back and I would say, I would do this differently. I would, you know, for example, you know, worrying so much about uh, which tournament I'm playing, you know, who I'm practicing with. I would always worry about those things a lot. Like, you know, I would be like, oh, I want to practice with the best guy all the time. Or, you know, I, I don't want to, to go to this tournament because the, the guys aren't good. And now I look back, I mean, and uh, it's silly when you think about, when you reflect and you see now, as I've gotten older, obviously more mature, and you think that all these things really didn't matter. And if you wouldn't have put emphasis on that in the past and made that such a big deal, you know, it could have maybe, you know, put some result, you know, it could have been in a different path, some directions, but uh, those are kind of those things that you, um, that you learn as you get older. And if I would go back in time, I wouldn't really uh, put so much emphasis on uh, those sorts of things. Okay. Okay. So what I hear is uh, that you used to put emphasis also on the others. What, who are, who are the others? And now you're, you're putting more emphasis on, on yourself and you're probably on your practice on the way you do things. And yeah. And I would worry about, you know, what people would think, you know, of me, I was really, really self-conscious, you know, like I would always want everybody to think I'm good. I wanted everybody to like, I would worry at a tournament, like when I'm practicing, you know, Oh, like I have to, to practice well because I could play this guy and you know, all this kind of stuff. And if I'm looking bad, then he's going to have confidence to beat me. And I would just worry. I think that now I don't really care. You know, it's a, uh, it's about me. And I, you know, like I've learned that not everybody's going to like you and not everybody's going to, you know, be, be so obsessed with you. And, and that's okay. You know, and I've learned that, that it, you can't please everybody. And, and I think I would worry a lot about what people thought of me. And that's, that's something if I could go back in time and I could change and I could talk to myself, you know, a few years ago, I would say, man, just, do what you think is right and don't just try and please other people or do stuff because you think uh, they'll accept you for this or that, you know? Right. Right. Very nice. Very nice. Those uh, insights. And this one, you can answer if you want to, um, if you say, you know, it's too, too personal, we can move forward. But uh, one question I ask everyone also is what do you think is your biggest challenge right now? I think right now it's um, just, you know, it's a tough question because I think everybody has more than one big challenge in their life. But okay. let's say if I had to pick one, I would go with... with uh, having that mindset of, again, not worrying about what people think. And I think, you know, that's something I was saying just now, but 
now I come to think of it again, it's still something that I admit to that I think about. And it's still something that bothers me today and affects me. Like, I still think, you know, I say I don't care a lot, but still inside that's something that I think I can still change that. And I can still make, do things more for me and what I, uh, what I believe is the best thing for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I still fall victim to that, to worrying about, uh, not just about people, but just worrying in general. I think uh, being too concerned with what I did in the future, or what I'm going to do in the future, or the past. And I think it's, yeah, worrying as a whole. I think I can correct that. And just being, uh, yeah, too, too focused on the past or the present instead of just thinking what I have to do today and how, that's, uh, how I'm going to become better today and better myself as a human. I think okay. sometimes, you know, yeah. Okay. yeah, we hear that all the time, Chris, that uh, the only thing we can really take care of is what is in front of us. And also that we have to take care of the things we can control and not too much about the things we cannot control because there are a few, I mean, many things that are out of our control, no? Especially when you play this game of tennis, no? You, you can control a couple of things, Uh, your effort, your focus, um, the way you strike the ball, more or less. But there are many things you cannot control, no? the way the opponent strikes the ball or what he's thinking at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, we know that. And I think uh, in a way, it takes a while until you really settle there and, and you do your job and, and put the sure. focus on what is uh, in front of you. Yeah. Uh, good, great. Um, I have another question for you and is what do you dream about and why? Do you have like a, like a dream, something? I mean, I, I'll tell you, I asked you this because I had a dream when I was a kid. I, I, I dreamed with uh, being a tennis player, being a good tennis player and playing the tournaments and being on those clay courts running That was my dream. Just wanted to play tennis and be a tennis player. I have an interesting one because it actually, I do dream about it in my real dreams. It's not just saying the word dream. Wow. And I always had this dream, and it happens a lot, is uh, playing Australian Open. And for me, it's just, I don't know, it's something about this tournament that that makes uh, that I even in practice, I'm like, man, like I want to work hard because one day I want to play Australian open. Like, you know, a lot of people dream about Wimbledon, but for me, I, I mean, for me growing up, I never wanted to go to college. You know, I wanted to just, it was all like pro, 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 pro. Unfortunately, like, you know, I wasn't ready to play pro last year or this year. And I had to go to school because, you know, for me, that was the right, the right move for, for my, my tennis at that time. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it will be a good experience for me. I haven't really got to experience that college tennis yet, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I always dreamed about playing pro and the one tournament, like for me that I always dreamed about was playing Aussie open and like lifting the trophy at the Aussie open, you know, and I, I'd love to, you know, play a few years in college and, and hopefully, you know, 
after playing some professional tennis, I can I can get there, you know, and that's that's what I'm I'm still dreaming about. Let's go, let's go for that one. <laughs> uh, let me let me just make a parenthesis. I think the option to go to college is a great option as well, and is an option, you know, because you have choices. Yeah. You still could have said, oh, I'm gonna go pro. Maybe you said, no, I'm not ready, but you could have. And yeah. you also had the choice to say, I'm gonna go to college and get an, get an education uh, with a good level of tennis. You guys get scholarships. It's, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great opportunity as well. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of decisions in my life that I felt that I made the wrong decision. And uh, I look back and I say, man, you know, that's life. You know, I, I could have, you know, there was a few decisions in the last couple of years that I think really affected me mentally and hurt me. But, you know, I felt now this was the right thing for me to do. And looking back, um, I really feel that a lot of kids should not like rule college out. And I think it's, it's a really good springboard because you just learn so much, like, and you have to be so independent you can't just worry about tennis all day. Like you have to do your school. You have to, you, you also become a leader because, you know, you can't, you can't just follow in the footsteps of everybody else. Like, you know, if you're going to just have that mindset, you're just going to be another guy on the team. And, and if you want to be one of those top guys, you gotta, you gotta, you know, set an example else on the team. And I think that, you know, that's a, it's a really good, trait that you learn when you're in school and will set you in a good position in your life as well not just tennis yeah because it's a life experience as well and at the end a tennis player is a human being he's he has a role of being yeah. a tennis player but bes besides that there's life and i think when, if you go to college you learn also a little bit more about about life no having uh um, a community relationships with uh, with others yeah. and learning to interact with a, a coach with your teammates with other people with other students i think it's a it's a it's a very very good um school for life mm -hmm. um then my last question and i think this is also um tough and interesting it is also a double a double question what life lessons have you learned from tennis that you think you can use in other aspects of your life today and in the future? This is the one question, okay? Let's, go, let's start with that one and then I'll ask you the next one. Okay. Firstly, I think the most important thing you learn in tennis is, you know, being a, a judge of yourself and also just, you really, you really learn about yourself, I think, in tennis. Because it's like you see so many players and when they're off the court, they're so different than on the court. And, like, you, it's just a, it's a crazy thing because you just change when you're on the court. And you really, I think you learn a lot about yourself playing tennis because there's a lot of, like, emotions that come out on the court that you never really see in your life and there's just so much adversity you're dealing with when you're on the court because 
like man there's you can't really confide to anybody you can't just you can't just quit like if you're not feeling like it you know there's so many times when I'm on the court and I'm just like man I just don't feel like it like there's a billion places I'd rather be than on the tennis court I, I could I just want to just don't want to be there I'd rather be in my bed sleeping or watching tv or whatever you know or even working out and I think that the thing that you learn the most is just about yourself like you, you learn so much about, about, you know, the, the way, the way you think about things, like how to problem solve, you know, you learn uh, about the, the mental side is just crazy in tennis, because it's just, uh, you can bring it into your life, um, from the fact that you have to uh, deal with so much adversity, and you're the only one out there, you know, like there's, and I think that's the thing, like, you learn in tennis, it's, uh, it's more than, a, than any other sport, in my opinion, that you just, you just, you're the only one out there and you really like, you're with yourself, you're with your yeah. thoughts, you're with, uh, you're with your body and that, and you know, you, you just got to, you got to deal with whatever comes at you and there's nobody to help you. It's just you. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the most amazing thing about tennis is that a lot of people don't experience things like that because if they're having an issue, they can always go, and, you know, talk to somebody about it or just say, I'm having a bad day or whatever. And tennis, you really gotta, you gotta push through those feelings of, of tiredness of, of, you know, being down six, one, three, zero, and you just want to walk off the court and you feel humiliated, but you still got to stay out there. Like stuff like that. It's just, it's a, yeah. it's really, uh, really special. Yeah, tennis is peculiar in that sense because it's an individual sport and also there's always a winner and a loser. There's no tie like other sports. Sometimes it, the clock ticks and it's over and it's 0-0 zero, zero or 2-2 two, two and you go home. Here, yeah. you don't go home unless you finish. And when you finish, you either won or lost. Those are yeah. the two options you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. And I'm, I might know the answer for this one, but uh, I think... Uh, um, I'm interested on in knowing uh, how, how old you say you are right now, Chris? 18. 18. What advice would, would you give to the Chris that was starting tennis with seven? Not the one that quit. Or maybe to the one that quit. What would you say to him? What would you give to the little Chris? The, the one that quit is two of them because I actually stopped playing at the end of, uh, of last year for a little bit as well. And I don't think many people know that, but yeah, I, I took like three, four months off at the end of the year because I fell out of love for the sport. And I just, it was too much for me, like too much training from a young age, like in only doing tennis and I got burnt out and I had a lot of tough stuff that happened in the last two years. And uh, a lot of things that hurt me, you know, like uh, some some bad situations with some people and it really hurt me. And um, I felt that if I would give myself advice again to a seven-year-old Christopher Heck, I would say that just do what you do, what you love, you know, and I love tennis. So I'm sure I would have kept doing tennis, but I would have told myself to also do a little bit more stuff outside of tennis. I think I would have I would have told myself, you know, like uh, to try and maybe to maybe really take up some other things outside of tennis and not 
you know, I, you're really isolated. And I felt that since I moved to Florida, it's been pretty tough because it's only been tennis, no school, just online. And if I would tell myself, I'd say, man, you got to, you got to really just uh, do stuff outside of tennis and just uh, surround yourself with people who aren't in that world. Because I think we get caught up with, with only talking to people in that world. And, and you you don't really get to be, be a, you know, like a regular, a regular person because it's, you're always talking to people in that craft. It's like, if you went to your job every day and you were only talking to your boss and your coworkers, I think that would be kind of weird. And I think that's kind of how it is with, with me in tennis. I, I don't have too many, too many buddies outside of tennis. I do, but most of them are from tennis. And I think I would tell myself to, to really just surround yourself with people who aren't in that world and, and to, uh, to, you know, kind of escape when you're not on the court, when you're on, when you're on the court, that's, that's what you're doing. That's your, your, you know, your, your job basically. And it has to be, you know, to, to be successful, but, to try and find an outlet, to try and find an escape off the court. And I think that's, that's important. That's what a lot of kids like get burnt out with. Cause I feel like they don't have that escape. They don't have that, those, those kinds of people that they can just, you know, talk uh, about life with, you know, and it doesn't have to do anything with tennis. Understand. Okay. Good advice. Good advice for the little uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, we came to the end of our conversation. Uh, I enjoyed very much. You know that I always enjoy talking to you, uh, not only Likewise. in the podcast, but uh, also whenever we meet each other outside, yeah. we always have good things to talk about. Likewise, uh, yeah. So I, I wish you good luck. Uh, you still have a journey ahead of you. Um, you will learn for sure many, many things. And I, I think tennis is a great platform to, as you said, to experience yourself and to learn about yourself. And that will create no doubt about it, growth. You will yeah. grow doing this. And um, yeah, I'll, I'm happy to, to see you growing up, getting better, improving. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate your time. And, you know, I, I always, I always find it really uh, refreshing to talk to you and, and get your insight on, on all sorts of topics about everything. So no, it was, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Awesome, Chris. So we will have more conversations. And for now, for sure. I say bye and thank you again. And I'll see you soon. Okay, Antonio. Thank you very much. See you soon. See you soon. Take care, Chris. Big hug for Take you. Care. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.